Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the NXT 2.0 preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT 2.0. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, <laughs> or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling <laughs> podcasts, where we not only review NXT 2.0, but also Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Raw, AW, baby. As well as pay per views, premium live events. We have <laughs> premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bigger <laughs> quiz, of course, on <sighs> wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet to look ahead to NXT 2.0 tonight, uh, and a bit of a stacked show. NXT 2.0 is good, actually. Is that what we're leading with at the moment? Um, good, actually. It's always been good. <laughs> Has the show been? Is is it just? Remember a few weeks ago, we were like, well. What are the trickle-down effects with Vince McMahon leaving and Triple H taking over? How does this impact NXT? Because obviously it felt like that was lifted from Triple H to make the 2.0 universe. And then we saw Triple H, pre the Vince McMahon scandal, sort of getting back involved. He said, I'm back. Like, and we were <laughs> like, <"Ugh." laughs> what are you doing? Have we found the platonic ideal of NXT 2.0 being really, really stupid, but Triple H now being too busy with Raw and SmackDown Potentially, to yeah. make it dull? Because I, like, I, I wasn't on last week's podcast. I was off last week. Um, because the system doesn't work, and I caught up with <laughs> once my kids were in bed, I uh, I caught up with uh, like sort of bridged highlights of NXT. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole show. Um, was it just me or was it decent? Yeah, <laughs> because that was how it. I know they would obviously be. Uh, it's their YouTube channel, of course. It would behoove them to splice the best bits together. But I watched them, and then I found one of them slightly hooky. Bah, 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 yeah, which I don't like because it's up to basically the person making that video to decide whether or not they make a match look five stars or leave a glaring botching. <laughs> but I kind of from between the two. I was able to piece together that this wasn't a piece of garbage. No, it was really good yeah. last week. Um, Zoe Stocks seems great as a sort of number one contender in waiting. Mm-hmm. Got the Saray match tonight with Mandy Rose. And yeah, just random Alundra Blaze appearance. Medusa was uh, was great to see. And a and really cute touch that. And did you see, I haven't had a chance to really talk to you about this, did you see what they're calling the next NXT show? No, I, we talked about this should really fit a summer one in, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. So it's called Heatwave. Tonight we've got the NXT Heatwave Summit between a Braun Breaker and JD McDonough. Mm-hmm. So that got me thinking, mm-hmm. because we know they listen. Of course. This is from last week's preview. Like Halloween Havoc is in October, so I think they'll like sneak one in before then. Summer? Yeah. Got all these 
women that you love being like, look at them in bikinis. Do some summer-based thing. Oh, what was what was the poolside? Is that a great American bash? Great America. Great the great American, American bash. <laughs> like so they use an extended pool party as an excuse for the great American like, bash. So like call it heat were, waves. They were at the freaking beach. Oh. So so are you suggesting then that if whatever we say here, it's going to appear on television later on? Potentially. Talk me through what's in the main event again. Okay, well, <laughs> before we get to that, I think what should open the show, mm-hmm. I've decided this, it's not already been advertised on WWE.com as opening the show, yep. is the fatal four-way for the women's tag team titles. Of course, they are vacant right now. It was Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. Give me the uh, lineup because I have questions. Okay. I had the exact same questions following last week's show. It was one of the few points where I was like, what? <laughs> you had basically Roxanne Perez with, uh, with Alundra Blaze saying, you know, put some more respect on these titles and to, to crown the new champions. We're not just going to you know, give them to someone or whatever, despite mm-hmm. the fact Toxic Attraction. We're like, we'll just have them if you want. No, we're going to compete for them. So yeah. you obviously have Toxic Attraction, Jesse yeah. Jane and Gigi Dolene, um, Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Yep. Yeah. Ulyssa Leon and Valentina Ferroz. Yep. Yeah. And not Roxanne Perez, but Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. The diamond mine. Like Yes, the, the, the apprentice and student. The, the, what is it? Teacher and apprentice. They're kind of doing student teacher, but in that same way that, like, you know, anyone can suddenly be the undertaker of that dressing room if you cobble together two yes. big wins or something like that. And, like, Roxanne Perez and who? Well, she's not in it. That's not right, is it? No. That's a. Pretty like I know she's gonna have transition her off to feud with Cora J yeah. eventually. Yeah. Um I it's a bit of a hard sell for her to be seen as being absolutely fine with just being taken out of the running. Like if anything, do you not give her a couple of weeks to find a partner then have these women fight to be the number one contender? Mm. That would have been a fair way, wouldn't it? But we're we're stuck with this, I guess. I like this match. Just all cynicism aside, I like this match. They are doing it's not as um, effective a job as the Battle Royal was at presenting this division as way more whole than it actually is. Like, this women's division, suddenly, thanks to the Battle Royal, thanks to the apparent litany of new challengers from Andy Rose, and indeed eight people in this Fatal 4-Way tag match, they are trying to show you that, oh, look, there's loads of people. We're, we're tripping over people. If anything, <laughs> we should probably have a secondary singles women's title to go along with our singles and tag battles. And I, it's... I think they believe it, and I think that's the main thing. Like they're they're selling it as if like this is a super hyper competitive women's division. Where I think they're kind of using a bit of a smoke and mirror show. But the and I apologise, I've forgotten their partner's name. Faraz and Leon Leon have tended to shine in the very yeah. limited opportunities they've had. Could this be like the awesome upset moment? Akin to Enofian Blade's first like win in the Dusty Cup or something like mm. that. Nobody is looking at what they do. And because they've got all these high spots in the back pockets and these wicked double teams, is it not the sort of thing where like Toxic Traction will be too arrogant to prepare for it, for example? Uh, Katana Chance and um, Caden Carter will keep coming up short. They love to party. They just love they love partying so much that maybe it's time to get serious. And that like half baked heel turn becomes a fully cooked one as a result of not winning. Maybe, yeah. So uh, just you can basically find a way for any team to lose this and win this, which is a which is a good thing, I guess. There's suspense. But yeah, I'm kind of wondering if they just take the leap here and go with like especially not toxic attraction, because I think it's time for us to start thinking Mandy yeah. Rose is going to lose. And if you put the belts back on them, it feels like some sort of needless reset just to have done the Cora Jade turn. Well as well as that, 
you know, Roxanne Perez. It could make it into a fatal five-way. And with that in mind... It's time to play the game. I've got the alumni. I've got under a blaze on the show last week. I mean, Zoe Stark would be perfect, would she not? Yeah. That, that'd be like an overlapping feud because her and Cora Jade have got business. She's not in the alumni section of WWE.com. Fair, right. Now, okay. obviously, <laughs> we're going to try and get a female tag team partner yeah. here. So when you say stop, mm-hmm. I'll just name the first female in the WWE alumni section. And that okay. will officially be our pick. Right. And quite possibly what happens tonight in terms of... Uh, Roxanne Perez's partner for uh, tonight's now okay. fatal five way for the tag team, the vacant tag, women's tag titles. You're going to scroll until I tell you not to. Yeah. And we're looking for somebody with real girl power, aren't we? Yes, please. So stop right now. Thank you very much. Apart from Jerry Harley, well, getting that picture with Nadine Doris. Oh, God. Emma, supposedly really nice. Mel B's got good partner and Mel C's got that voice. Please f***ing stop me. <laughs> Here we go. I can't believe that we've got this. Someone I regularly go to bat for. Someone who should be in the Hall of Fame. And hopefully, oh my God. off the back of this will, it will be Cora Jade and her tag team Roxanne partner. Roxanne Perez and her partner. Sorry, yes. Roxanne Perez and her tag team partner, Victoria! Oh my god! Yes! Legit good. Like out of nowhere experience coming back. It was back. between her and Vicky Guerrero, and I thought, well, Vicky's doing more managing stuff, and yeah. she, I think she's still with AEW. I think so. she is. You've got to keep it realistic. Yeah, Christ come on. Almighty. Um, I also have a prediction for this match, um, which isn't Victoria joining Roxanne Perez. I think it's Chance and Carter winning it, by the way. You think it's Chance yeah. and Carter? Yeah, well, they've been sort of kicking around the tag team like for a long time, actually. Like one of the last, they must be some of the last remaining, like, Holdovers from the black and gold NXT. Yeah, and I think they could easily do it with the whole, you hit your finish, and then we'll just shove you out the ring and take the pin. And that's how they win the belts, yeah. I don't think this is going to be um, wrapped in one match. I think we're going to get down to two teams, and there's going to be some sort of... Time limit draw? Jiggery-pokery, <laughs> some sort of something dodgy, and if not on this episode, it gets stretched to Heatwave. They do the thing where... And you're looking at me, and it's like, no, oh, I'm they'll wrap it. I put it to you that this will always be the brand that did a there must be a winner four man sixty minute Iron Man match <laughs> and decided to try and buy themselves a main event for the following week. I thought felt so smug watching the end of the night. I was like, here we go. One, two, timer runs out. Oh, you were so close. And what actually happened? One, two, three. Uh, well, <laughs> it's a draw. What? Hope you enjoyed your hour. See you next week. Okay, see you later. It's the pandemic. What else are you going to do, you fucking loser? Uh, we'll come back for the uh, the men's tag team title match towards the end. Okay. Uh, let's instead talk about Heat Wave and this NXT Heat Wave Summit that we've got tonight between Braun Breaker and J.D. McDonough, who was doing his best American Psycho impression last week. Yeah, he could do a hate wave, couldn't he? Which is, you're going to be waving goodbye to your NXT title. <laughs> like, it, I didn't like that. No? Like, I don't know what your thoughts on that were, but it, I, like, I get the character. I get it 100%. Um, the, so he's, he plays this guy that is, like, aloof and unbothered by things. He said, I know every bone in your body. And worse for you, I know how to break it. And it's just like, you're just fucking weird, mate. Like, I still kind of resent that WWE have gone to bat for this. Like, it's, like not that there should be, like, levels to this no, game. No, no, no. Like, but... 
this is one of the ones that you're willing to mm. risk the potential PR night for. This, this rubbish. Like, I know he can go. Like, I'm not suggesting that there aren't great matches at the end of this ugly, ugly rainbow. But um, I don't even see, if and when Bron Breaker beats him, I don't even see, like, how you shuffle him down the card. Mm. This this character kind of has to, like, like I'm going to rip every muscle clean off the bone. Your entire body is going to be bruised like Cody Rhodes' boob. Right? <laughs> and then Bron Breaker beats him with a spear, and it's like... Um, I guess I'll go and do it to somebody else then. It's like, well, you've kind of like your message has been fundamentally and critically undermined. Yeah. Like, I, it doesn't feel like there's many places for this to go. So, does he beat him? Like, that's my nervousness around. Does he actually beat Bron Breaker? Because Bron, Bron survived having the injured shoulder against Cameron Grimes, but was that where the, the rot set in and JD McDonough has picked mm, a spot? Maybe. You know, like, is that what they're going to do? I feel like that's what he's going to target tonight. I don't think they're going to just sit down and have a chat. Well, the greatest summit bit of homework for people. The greatest summit in WWE history happened in 1993, and I learned a word as a result of it. So um, Randy Savage and Crush had had problems over the summer, and uh, they were they were set to make friends in the summit on Raw, and then Crush rocked up with Mr. Fuji, and the fix was in, and it turned out that he was about to turn heel and join up with Yokozuna and everything, and he dropped his best friend Randy Savage over the guardrail. Randy Savage, I'm assuming, bit into a condom and spat ketchup everywhere, but they said he had a lacerated tongue and I felt that because it's oh. like, imagine that. Like I would, you know, when you bite your tongue, Jim from the office ain't wrong. Like it's the, it's not the worst, but it's kind of the worst. Yeah. And I was like, he lacerated it. I was thinking it'd be like split like a snake's. Yeah. And it'd like it'd never be like sealed again. And like they have that. That's the uh, standard I expect tonight. I want to either learn a word. Maybe that's what it is. JD McDonough is going to be like, oh, medical word you're after. Is it? <laughs> Here's four of them. Uh, like I just, I want to see something. So violent, and it's probably got to come from McDonough uh, Bron that I actually believe a title changes in the offing because I, I don't yet. I think this character is a cartoon. I've got an idea. Mm-hmm. You've just given it to me there. So what was his big thing two weeks ago when he was talking to Bron Breaker? He had that mannequin, didn't he? Yeah, that yeah. He was drawing on. I think they're going to be there, you know, usual setup, two nice chairs, mm. big table. J- JD is going to insist on having his mannequin there. Mm-hmm. He's got the, the arrows and, like, I'm going to separate this shoulder and do this to this muscle and what have you. Anyway, Bron Breaker gets fired up, loses his head, maybe grabs JD McDonough by the uh, by the collar, yeah. and suddenly, surprise, bitch, the uh, mannequin's an actual person. <laughs> Jumps him. So I thought you were going to say it. I love that, by the way. The mannequin, the mannequin's an actual person. That's such a thing to say on the NATT.0. The mannequin's an actual person. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, he beats Bron down because the mannequin's a real person, yeah, so it's two yeah, on yeah. one, obviously. Um, so <laughs> him and the mannequin is a real person beat Bron down, and then he draws on him with a permanent marker, and it's so permanent. The next week, Bron comes <laughs> up and, says, and it's like uh, JD McDonough's drawn a target on him. Wait, literally, it's right there. <laughs> like he's been showering with a scour all week trying to get it out. <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, in terms of the women's champion, Mandy Rose obviously will presumably uh, head towards Zoe Stark ahead of Heat Wave. Mm. In the interim, though, she has got unfinished business with Saray, who is mint in the ring. And fingers crossed they'll work out that they don't need to do the bloody stupid schoolgirl gimmick with her anymore. There are two ways this could be good. So if they do one of these, I think they're in good hands. Number one, um, Saray just gets the opportunity, basically, to try and bring the best out of herself and Mandy Rose at the same time. I'm not saying Mandy Rose needs to be carried at all. Far from it, in fact. But I don't think typically she's afforded... She's not as much as she would have used to have been. Half the opponents that she could really do with, mm-hmm. not bring her along. It's almost like she was brought down to be this veteran figure and all of these like women would be able to like sit under the learning tree. And like I like Mandy Rose a great deal, but she was not complete in her development on the main roster. She, or she, like, she had the star power mm-hmm. more than she had the in-ring. Uh, Saray, has, it's like so much of Saray has been kept back mm. because of this ludicrous gimmick, <laughs> um, a half-in, half-out push. They never really commit to her as no. one thing or another. So you could just get this little surprise banger. Yeah. Or Toxic Attraction Decker. And for, well, the third or fourth time recently, we've got this example of a match that is entirely centered around a body part. Because I really enjoyed Mandy Rose, Roxanne Perez. Yeah. We're going back to it again. Drawing a target. <laughs> we, get, we get the marker pen. Um, we draw a target on a, on Surrey. And what's... um Remind me, because I can't remember. What was it Zoe Stark was out with? Oh. Was it a knee? Leg stuff? I think so. I'll double well, check. Anyway, let's just say it's leg stuff. Toxic attraction before the match. Target Saray's leg. Um, like she tore... Like I'm sure she was like on a... One giant cast for months or something like that. On ACL and meniscus, yeah. Right. So, like, they target, they, like, chop block Saray backstage and then beat her down and then hammer her with a chair and then Zoe Stark chases them off and all that. But the damage is done. So Saray hobbles out to the ring and she she can go, but she can't really go. And then Mandy Rose just zeroes in, beats her down, beats her down, beats her down. It's a great match as a result because you get this cool comeback spot, but she, the legs just can't support it. She goes for the basic. I was just thinking about the, the, the like drop she, kick in the right. She hurts her own leg because like she's in so much pain. Mandy wraps it up, gets the win, and then the whole point is I'm gonna I'm gonna re-tear your muscles. Oh. Like look look what I just did to her. This is what we're gonna do to you at Heatwave. Like you shouldn't have come back. We didn't have you on the agenda for my summer. Like, I had a lot of pool parties planned, and then you're suddenly making me wrestle and defend my title. I lo- love that. And, like, it, again, you get this cool, easy, not easy, but, like, formula-following body part match, and it's, like, tied to the story of Zoe Stark's comeback. Because I love that comeback story, and I cannot call who wins that match either. No, me neither. Like, I really I mean, like that as a setup as well, because this is kind of a straightforward match. Like you say, Mandy Rose is going to win. Mm. Uh, but so having uh, her user as a sort of, yeah... 
it is already a warm-up match for Mandy Rose for the world title thing, but it's effectively saying, like, this is what I'm going to do to you. Yeah. It's really, really good stuff. Um, speaking of targeting, it's tonight and tonight, the night we see more of, excuse me, targeting Cameron Grimes. Sorry, targeting. Yeah, I never know which one it's going to be now. I never know what kind of Cameron Grimes we're going to get when you finally reach the microphone. Uh, yeah, it is. That's um, been the match from the off. We Every week is another week where your dream stable just hasn't been formed yet. It's happening. Don't worry, it is happening. Yes. We're going to get to the fireworks factory sooner or later. Um, I do wonder if that will make Heatwave, actually, because I, Joe Gacy, Cameron Grimes is... Now nah, that's going to be the match, isn't it? Like Rather the, than, like, you have to join us as a stipulation... Hmm because they've just had that with Santos and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Why not have it be like, you have to come on a weekend retreat with us, and you, they brainwash him, rather than it being like, well, I mean, part of this, excuse me. Cameron Grimes goes to get his phone, but like, Rip Fowler's stolen it, because <laughs> LTST, <Yeah. laughs> they're really good at nicking people's stuff. <laughs> it did work. I would like a little bit of sophistication. I know that's a big ask. I would like a little bit of sophistication with this story. Cameron Grimes cannot buy a win for love and money, right? Um, his dad looking on from the heavens is absolutely ashamed mm-hmm. of him. That's what Joe Gacy's playing with. What if Cameron Grimes wins uh, a competitive match, but against a babyface who is temporarily distracted by the Jizen, mm-hmm. and then Joe Gacy's like, it was there for you, Cameron. And Cameron's like, maybe they were, I don't like the look of them, but maybe they were there for me. And then just for five minutes, it legitimizes. Because they always forget that detail. Whenever you've got these heel groups, it's always like, Come on, join us. And Cameron Grimes is like, well, why? look at you. Why? I watch yeah. the show. Why? I don't want a contact lens. Thanks. Yes. What? 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 Can, what? Like, sell it to me. It's like, yeah. it's like you between the best friends of Blackpool Combat Club. Ask me to stay. Like, that would be thick. Why would I, why would I go with you when I could go with those guys? And like, then, like, they never think about their details. Like, you should probably join us, Cameron Grimes. Wow. It's like, <laughs> uh, middling win-loss record and possibly a title shot if you lose. I'm all right, thanks, actually. So, like, actually justify <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, like, I like that. Mate Cameron Grimes, who is currently at this low ebb, which is when cults target, you know, the old sort of Dark Order, Hangman Page, original version, targeting people when they're at their absolute lowest, and crisis is the only time I make that comparison, by the way. But they're doing that. Cameron Grimes feeling weak, but it's not just that, is it? It's not just he's weak. It's like, how do we look strong? So Cameron Grimes gets a win. You've got a million warm bodies over there that can have 10 great minutes with Cameron Grimes. Yeah. And then Gacy is on the platform, and Graham's like, what are you doing? What, what are you doing up there for? And it, like, Joe Gacy's going, I'm here for you, Cameron. I'm here to watch you. I'm here to help you. And then the jism in the meantime, Cameron doesn't even see it. The, the dads. The dads attack whoever the wrestler is. And Cameron just turns around and sees him a bit prone. He's like, Kevin, bang, one, two, yeah. three. And it's only when he watches the tape that he's like, they were up there for me. Maybe there's something to these guys. And like, trying to legitimize the whole idea. Just give of me it. something, yeah. yeah. Uh, falls count anywhere tonight. I like the way that WWE described this. They haven't said, like, who will emerge victorious. You know, this ongoing battle. They keep jumping each other. Do mm. Solis, Gura, and Von Wagner. They've written, who survives? Falls count <laughs> anywhere. Um, which I suppose is applicable here because they just can't wait to kick the crap out of each other. I'm kind of into this. I've got to say, I think they've built this really well. Yeah. Um, it was tongue-in-cheek, wasn't it, that week where they were also fighting on SmackDown. Um, Solo Sikoa is... Fast becoming one of the more visible presences across WWE's um, yeah. like output. If you have watched any sort of, and you know, we do obviously, we're kind of rewatching things before reviews, or we're just trying to grab images or whatever. This match has been quite heavily advertised 
um, on WWE's YouTube channel. I think there was an NXT advert on SummerSlam that ended with Solo Sokoa. There was definitely one on Raw last night. Doing the sort of, yeah, it's like that. Kind of like a spin on that mm-hmm. catchphrase and how he's going to deck Von Wagner and that. And everybody, understandably, sees a fast track for him on the main roster. An obvious one. Mm-hmm. You know, and I get it. I do get it. Um, by way, dance contest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he wins. And I think this is maybe the beginning of the end of his 2.0 run. He has never really won titles, but he gets this big, impassioned victory over Von Wagner. He has... Like he finally gets next back, yeah, and he has this little ripper with Carmelo Hayes, and he doesn't need to win, but like maybe that's that, you know, maybe like okay. uh, you run the Usos versus Hayes and Trick, just because. Because remember, if you recall, that was the whole thing about like we're always watching. Oh my God, Grayson Waller, Carmelo Hayes, and Trick Williams versus wow. Solo Sikawa and the Usos as an NXT 2.0 main event one week. That's mad. And then he loses to uh, Carmelo Hayes on the way out and up. I, I, I just I get the feeling that they've suddenly collectively seen something in him and thought we can probably crack on with this. Yeah, like not everybody has to spin the wheels for the regimented amount of time on that show, especially not now. Like now that Triple H is there, and what's probably going to happen is you're going to see a version of the old NXT to main roster call up system where the person getting called up isn't horribly botched from the <laughs> off. Like it's like, you know, this hey Vince. You know this network that's got everything that you produce? Yeah. Well, somebody on that network has gotten over for like two years. Like sold out big buildings. Your kind of buildings. Right. And now we're giving them to you. Raw Smackdown every week. Do you want them? Eh. Did you listen to everything I just said? <laughs> no, I forgot what you said. What's the name? <laughs> <laughs> Sammy. <laughs> Zane. <laughs> Not sure. Walter. You'll read the Beano. <laughs> Dennis spotted him every week. We're changing that for starters. Yeah. yeah. So like the... I think you're going to get... I, I, I don't think it's going to be the call-up system of all. I've just been watching World War II in colour, and I've got some <laughs> good ideas. I don't think it's going to be the call-up system of all, because I don't think NXT 2.0 has got anywhere near the amount of established... Like, let's be honest, like Triple H was signing fully ready people from PWG. Yeah. It wasn't, like, from the ground up. These next-in-line American footballers are coming in. Your Lash Legends, who's, like, a super athlete, but she can't go. Like, she needs training, but, like... Tevin Stratton. And Tevin Stratton, on the other hand, like, could be there quicker than most, and you just... You think that I think now when somebody's coming up, they're coming up ready, and like Solo Sikawa looks pretty ready, doesn't he? Mm. Absolutely. Um, so he wins tonight. I, I'm inclined to agree because I think you're right with the, the closeness to, to Heat Wave as well. You kind of need to establish. Did I catch Von Wagner and Robert Stone falling out? The, he didn't want to fight him. Well, he didn't want Von Wagner to fight him. He was like, "We're not going to fight you." And he's Robert like, Stone, no, the man has never made a single good decision as a manager <laughs> in three years or whatever it is. It definitely wasn't good to eat before that match with Rhea Ripley. <laughs> um, so maybe, yeah, maybe there's that. Maybe maybe Robert Stone tries to, to help Von Wagner mm. uh, to show he's got heart. And gets thrown in the bin because he's that extent. Well, I was thinking this. Are they going to false count anywhere? Mm-hmm. They're obviously going to brawl all over the place. Mm-hmm. Where's Wendy? Oh, my God. Do you think they're going to stumble oh across her? Yeah, I do like that, yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of where they could go. Do you know what I think you should pin him? On the platform. Oh, yeah. Like they unconvincingly fight together all the way up there. And then he probably still gets pushed off. Yeah, obviously somebody has to. Like to be eaten by the flesh eating dyads. <laughs> that's why uh, Rip Fowler and Jaggery's eyes weren't funny because they would like eight chunks of Brom Breaker's body. Be that, that time. mate. Oh. <laughs> do to you. The Steiner in that. Where are we going to see Wendy then tonight? Because I know she's getting ready to have one more go around with 
having to try that. Shit. Is that still happening? Oh, yeah, she had a dream last week and said oh, it's not over. It fucking is, mate. Well, it's not over. She's not wrong there. Like, th- they were getting so annoying with those two that it was starting to babyface Tiffany Stratton. Mm. Tiffany Stratton left that, um, like, whatever it was, that salon, and said, I'm not going to complain. I don't want somebody to lose a job. When did you, like, annoyingly threw toys at her and stuff? Like, if, if these two people are in your company, you're like, well, I want you to leave. You're annoying. <laughs> you're annoying everybody at the party, Wendy. And if you're tired anyway, why don't you just get a good night's sleep? So I think they're going to brawl into the back. I've decided we're off the back of that. They're mm-hmm. going to brawl into the back, into the gym area. I was it's, I was going to say woman's locker room. It's, it's NXT 2.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but and Wendy's been tr- been working out mm-hmm. to to train for this rematch with Tiffany Stratton, but she's fallen asleep on the I don't know leg machine or something. I don't really go to the gym. Can we? Can, do you think they can unconvincingly remember that time where um all the uh, the druids lined up to pass the belt to Joe Gacy? Oh yeah. Imagine if in the performance center you line up all the treadmills in a perfect line, and then she falls asleep on the first one and just sleeps okay, all. Goes it. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Treadmills away all the way at the end. Like, that's great. And then she lands at the other side, and then the bump off the last treadmill kind of wakes her up a little bit. Yeah. What's going on? She's asleep. Her drink follows her. <laughs> I love that. Uh, right, let's talk about the main event then. We presume it's going to be the main event. Uh, the men's tag team title match. It is the Creed Brothers versus Tony D'Angelo. It's thick. <laughs> Now, I'm optimistic, but also nervous about this, because one of two things is going to happen. Yeah. Obviously, either Tony wins, wins the belt or he doesn't, mm-hmm. but also there's a uh, Santos Escobar-shaped elephant in this room. Yeah, so this would make sense to be the comeback week, wouldn't it? So last week, let me just uh, recall, it was the family versus the diamond mine in the battle of the two stables that might not be getting along, and we both said, I think, that the family needed the win because... It's a bit like the Gacy thing. You've got to legitimise why any of this is occurring. And they did it. Uh, so they're cool now. Nothing can possibly go wrong within the family. Unless it does tonight when he makes the return. I think this is the opportune time to make the return and do the singles match at Heatwave. Where um, if and when Tony D loses, he has to surrender like control of Legado del Fantasma. And this is finally done and dusted. And we all kind of look back at the last three months and wonder why we lived our lives. Yes. <laughs> like this, that, that, that sort of like wrestling, do a thing, undo the thing. But it got us through three months of television. It's not that great, I know. The only other, um, and I'll like open the floor to you here. There is still to me, uh, meat on the bone with Roderick Strong, kind of revealing that he is sick and tired and not willing to take it anymore by costing the creeds of the tag mm. belts. Like the diamond mine split could come in a lot of different ways, but that is sort of the most effective one. You know, I would love tonight, you know, I, like if the family were to win the belts and I would think that would be pretty great. I would love them to like hold the belts aloft with one hand and then just both flick a dime each. Oh. Shout out across the bow because real ones, I don't think of us as the uh, Sidric, I'm sure would agree if he was here. Real wrestling fans know that right now, or two times being held hostage. <laughs> Twelve months. Stick hanging around with all the guys. Gonna come, come, come on home. He comes on home. He floats up. He floats up against the riverbank. Hey, you're still alive. Do you know what would be really funny and might change my opinion of what I think is going to happen? Because I agree. I think Santos Escobar is going to come back mm-hmm. and cost him probably. It's if Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley won the women's tag titles. And it's like, anytime Roderick Strong's not involved, the diamond mine are really good. <laughs> That's great. Like, that is really good. And the build to um, Damon Kemp 
like having it like sort of what um, thingy Carmelo Hayes believes will just be a warm-up match. And it's like, I'll put the belt against you, you loser. And then they tease that he's actually going to beat him and like how hot it is, a diamond mine all draped in gold apart from Roddy Strong. And Roddy's getting so nervous that like he pulls Damon Kemp's leg accidentally on purpose. <laughs> yes. Just to, like, I cannot have everybody having a belt but me. But yeah, the, the my only hope is, is yes, that this is the catalyst for the, not the end of the diamond mine, but certainly the end of Roderick Strong's involvement with the diamond mine. Mm. Uh, and he... Intentionally slash unintentionally costs the team that he constantly bollocks despite the fact that they're, they're the tag team champions. Um, and I thought, I take you, I've got a little Tony D'Angelo predictor. Okay. You got one? Or you want me to just go straight in? Well, go it? straight to you. I ain't got much this week for the big man. Uh, obviously, if you've got Tony D on your show in the main event, you want to hype it up. And uh, Tony Numbers. Yeah. Earlier not, on the night. Not to be confused with the other Tony. You can't get the numbers on a Friday. How are you doing? Uh, anyone from Mr. 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 Mrs. How you doing? Um, Rampage, pourquoi? <laughs> Miss and Marie's. So, earlier on in the night, you've seen the Creed brothers chucking around chains or something, you know. They just <laughs> Creed training. Yeah, whatever. And no Cruz del Toro, no Joaquin Wilde, no Electra Lopez. Mm-hmm. This is just one-on-one. Tony D'Angelo sits down with Dex. He wants to have a quick word with him. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's written a little pep talk. Of course he has. Do you want to know how it goes? I've, well, I'd be rude not to ask. I say pep talk. More song. Tony <coughs> <coughs> D'Angelo is singing. He says, thank you, for, thank you for coming, Stax. He says, uh, <coughs> Oh, always believe in your tone. We've got the power, you know. We're indestructible. Always believe it. We'll win gold. Oh! <laughs> oh! You know what? I do have a Tony D'Angelo predictor after all. Go on, Because I thought you were going in one direction and you went in the other. So I'm going to go in this direction. Tony D is going to sit down. going to sit down with stacks. going to be like, hey, I've been uh, listening to some words. From uh, one of these guys' uncles. And uh, Scott Steiner was right. There is two F's in Mafia because you can go f*** yourself, Diamond Mine. <laughs> well, I think we've sufficiently booked an XC 2.0 again. Another, another preview in the book. Check. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts ahead of 2.0 tonight on Twitter. Oh, God. At WatchCultureWWE. Envelope, where can people find you? Michael Hamler. You'll find me at Adam Wilborn. Uh, follow us all. What Culture WWE. What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. You know what we never promote? What? You know what we never, ever promote? And I think this is an opportune time to do it. Michael Sidgwick did not just write the quintessential book on AEW. Hey. He also wrote the quintessential book on NXT. And to see some of your favorite 2.0 stars. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere near a book. Check out Development Hell. Amazon. Or maybe even still on our website, but definitely on Amazon. Yeah, it's, and great. it's brilliant. It's great read that. Uh, what culture wrestling? Wherever you get your podcast from, for daily wrestling podcast, check out the uh, Raw review if you want to know what on earth that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, was. <laughs> kind of doing callbacks and stuff that people might not listen to. <laughs> Can you imagine as well? Like, there's got to be somebody out there that's like uh, not massively into the what culture guys, but I like to keep abreast of NXT 2.0 <laughs> and literally no one else covers it, so I'm sort of stuck with them. It's them a bust. I'm a hey. My name's John. I'm one of them assholes that listens to Busted Open for some goddamn reason. <laughs> but even they don't cover NXT 2.0. So for one day a week, I show up at Watt Culture and I get my bully Ray fixed from those two assholes speaking in Italian-American accents. <laughs>
Otherwise, right. like Tony fucking Khan for some reason, I go to bust it open with those goddamn guys. Tommy fucking Dreamer. Whoever that other schmuck is. I'm sure they're nice guys. I'm sure they are. Sure they love, a bunch of guys. Sure hey, guys. Yeah, you all right? He's just not Tony D. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the review of this show. This has been the 2.0 preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.